शेयर नहीं होता ना तो ये इधर कचरे के ढेर के बीच में किला नहीं बनाया होता मैंने बस यही है बम्बई कचरे का ढेर और बीच बीच में किले वही तो खूबसूरती है शहर के साथ सब मिलता है Now, then we talked to you about Miami Coin, a new digital currency about to hit the crypto market. Let's bring in Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. First of all, your honor, first of all, is this your creation and what does the city get out of it? Well, I wish I was smart enough to create something like this. This is actually the creation of Apology uh from Coinbase. Uh, formerly from Coinbase, but no. Uh, what the city gets out of it is a percentage of the coins that are mined are actually donated to the city of Miami by and the virtue of its protocol. So the city of Miami could end up earning millions of dollars uh, as a result of the popularity of, of Miami Coin, uh, because obviously Miami has now become, and we've talked about this many times on your program, the Bitcoin capital of the world. And we're focusing on differentiating our economy by creating the new wave of technological products uh, that will incentivize people to move to Miami and be part of our tech ecosystem. You just heard a mayor of Miami talking to Fox News. Many consider him to be a visionary, and uh, he's talking about Miami Coin. He sees a future where city of Miami is a innovation hub for crypto. Honestly, I think uh, India needs. government officials like him who are forward thinking indian officials wake up uh, smell the crypto coffee in the morning oh also look out for china eating our innovation lunch coming back to city coins they are built on stacks uh, and if folks uh, have been following my previous uh, episodes uh, stacks as the project that is anchored to bitcoin and uses uh, proof of transfer Uh so um now talking about city coins is the city stands to earn uh Miami city earns stands to earn nearly 5 million Miami coins after you know they go through all the proper due diligence and uh, they're planning to do that um and also city coin has a support from um my favorite uh well after novel almost i would say they're on the equal footing <laughs> uh balaji shrinivasan and uh, i guess more than half of indian youth already know about him so i i don't need to give much introduction uh for folks who don't know he's a former um cto of coinbase um and along with him a product hunt founder uh, ryan hoover who also i admire quite a lot i uh use product hunt uh, for my product searches uh and also uh we have amanda cassat uh, i hope i'm not butchering her name but this she's a former cmo of consensus and lastly um former ceo of freehold who uh, was also the head of growth at stacks patrick stanley is the guy of the r uh, the person i would be talking to today and uh, yeah so i i do ask him tough questions and which he answers it very elegantly um and uh, you know a lot of people uh, might be wondering why you know i mostly ask softball questions which i don't uh, i do tend to be very neutral about things and um uh, patrick is like one of those folks where i've kind of gone overboard asking him really tough questions which he has really answered me patiently 
so for today's talk, I also am like super duper happy to have my buddy back uh, and my buddy who's also a kick-ass human being. And he's also now a founder of an eco-friendly startup, Ohai. I hope I'm not butchering that name. And so welcome back, Matt. And welcome, Patrick. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. So first of all, uh, Patrick, congrats on the recent news uh, that CityCoin just uh, sent out uh, close to, correct me if I'm wrong, 7.1 million uh, to Miami, uh, to the Miami city. So I think I read it somewhere in Washington Post. Amazing. That's, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the city's accumulated, actually at the time of this recording, the city's accumulated, accumulated approximately $10 million worth of, worth of effectively donations uh, or contributions from the protocol that is Miami coin. So, uh, you know, this project is also like, I was looking through the project, uh, and, uh, Balaji, who is one of my favorites and I know your mm -hmm. favorite as well. He's, mm -hmm. uh, there supporting this Ryan Hoover from product hunt. Uh, I mean, all the big names. And, uh, so, uh, uh, can yeah. you describe what uh, CityCoin uh, is? Yeah, CityCoins allow uh, people from anywhere to support their favorite cities, and so uh, my and and, and CityCoins come in the form of a city-based token, and the first city-based token on city in, in the CityCoins sort of ecosystem, um, just conceptually, is. Uh, Miami coin. And so Miami coin launched uh, two months ago. And um, the coin itself is programmable. So you can use it to log into applications. You can use it to, sorry, you can uh, use it as fuel for smart contracts. You can have like apps that require its use. And um, you can trade it for other city coins in the future. So, you, you know, just like when you move from city to city, you can move from coin to coin. So you, um, so that's pretty interesting. And um, generally, if you if you hold a city coin, that means you are committed to the city. If you mine or accumulate city coins by like buying them or what have you, that means you're bullish on city leadership. And if you sell your city coin, let's say you sell a Miami coin, for example, that means you're bearish on city leadership. So in effect, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a. 24-7 voting booth that is um, you know, measured by the market. And what's interesting is the city uh, for each city coin, each city coin's city uh, has their own reserved wallet that generates passive income from the protocol itself. And, um, and so, you know, 30% of all the sort of protocol um, earnings that the that the that the um, that city coins generates I'll get into how it generates in a bit 30 percent of all the earnings um, from people mining the city coin um, go directly to the city's wallet so the city's actually not city's earning um, cities are earning a currency called stacks um, um, that the miners are sending to mine New new city coins, so the city is not earning Miami coin; they're earning stacks. 
and uh, the remainder of the remaining 70% of uh, stacks that are forwarded by miners go directly to people who hold a city coin, like Miami coin, for example, and lock it. We, we call that stacking. So they're stacking, they lock their city coins for some period of time. They'll be earning 70% uh, of what the miners are sending in competing competing against each other uh, with. So if you hold city coins, you lock it, you'll earn stacks. And you'll earn those stacks because miners are, are sending stacks to mine new city coins. So it's kind of like a little bit circular. And, you know, I was reading the quote on your website and I like the quote uh, which said, mine stack and support the the uh, magic city while earning Bitcoin in your sleep. So as a rewards, we also sort of uh, get like Bitcoin as rewards. Uh, yeah, stacks yields, stacks yields Bitcoin. And so... Right. If you're earning stack, if you're earning stacks from your mining coin, that means you can take those stacks and lock those to earn Bitcoin. So you're getting two assets um, by holding a city a city coin. Do we need to explain what stacks are? Yeah, of course. Uh, stacks are stacks are uh, stacks are tokens. Um, stacks are fuel for smart contracts on Bitcoin. So you know Ethereum. Is like Ethereum has Ether um, for smart contracts, and and they're also trying to be money. Uh, at least they're saying that. Um, what Stacks says is, you know, Bitcoin is money. It's the measuring stick. It's the it's the it's the unit. It's the unit we measure everything in. And Stacks are fuel. So you separate those layers. You don't try to make them one and the same. Um, and so, um, yeah, Bitcoin actually, uh, Stacks is actually powered by Bitcoin in the sense that when people are mining, uh, mining new Stacks tokens, like what they have to do is they have to forward Bitcoin into Stacks. So yeah, the long and short of it is Stacks is just smart contracts for Bitcoin and it's got its own token. So I also wanted to ask you this, like how uh, how the idea of city city coins kind of came about, like the uh, you know, and also why did you guys first pick Miami? I know Miami is kind of coming becoming this central hub of like uh, crypto innovation in US, and um, I feel like Mayor Suarez is a very progressive thinker in that, and that could be one of the reasons. So I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about, um, I've been thinking a lot about governments. I've been thinking a lot about um, Bitcoin, crypto, markets, incentives, game theory for like the past eight years and, and like really intensely for the past four years uh, as head of, head of growth at Stacks. And, um, you know, Stacks introduced this uh, sort of new, new consensus mechanism that allows you to reuse Bitcoin's proof of work to secure new chains. And, and, uh, it's called proof of transfer, or as I like to call it, recycled proof of work. And so what's interesting about that is uh, instead of just uh, you know 
using bit instead of like forwarding Bitcoin into a mining contract to for the possibility of earning new stacks and that Bitcoin just getting burned, you can actually forward that Bitcoin further um, to further to existing holders of stacks. So you're almost like um, it's almost like staking. It's almost like staking, in, but instead of earning more of the native currency, you're actually earning the, a base currency that's being forwarded in by miners. And we call that stacking, as I mentioned. So what's interesting about that, that mechanism is that you can generate new chains, new tokens by using that exact mechanism or simulating that mechanism from a standing start. And the key, the key breakthrough was that not only could you do that from a standing start in a in like a mining only launch launched by the community, you could designate a percentage of those forwarded funds to go specifically to like a dev fund or uh, or a government. And I had this aha moment while I was on a Twitter Spaces event. It might have been Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. I'm not sure. Essentially, what it was was we were all getting so excited about proof of transfer and this new consensus mechanism, and how this can, you know, this is how you can scale blockchains instead of trying to make blockchains faster, just like create more blockchains and just like scale them like you scale databases or something, you know, like fan fan them out and essentially just keep adding blockchains as you need to scale. And we were all talking about that. And we were talking about, you know, you can have a dev fund too. And I go, oh, you know, the dev fund could just be a government. It could just be a government. And um, I remember being really excited on that phone call that there was like a mini breakthrough there. And then I hopped off and was like, oh my God, this is an, this is an opt-in tax out of opportunity as opposed to obligation. And this could be like a, this could be like a Trojan horse to get crypto into government and essentially give government an extra tool so that it, they can be more effective and more efficient. You see, like a lot of people, when they're like, when they're trying to get governments to integrate crypto, typically what they do is it's a big ask. Like, like, like most of the asks are like, like a good business development person or a good salesperson wouldn't like, wouldn't even pick up the task of trying to get a government to like, like put Bitcoin on their balance sheet or, or pay their employees in Bitcoin or, or crypto or, or, um, or, you know, the reason that there's so much friction is that there are just so many more important things that the government can focus on at any given time. And, um, and if there needs to be things that are paid for in order to integrate, if the government needs to pay for any bit of that, that comes out of taxpayer funds. So it becomes very contentious. And so the key of like, key kind of thing there was well if you could give the government something that they couldn't turn down like a donation that's how you integrate with the government so instead of trying to ask and ask and ask just give 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 until they capitulate and the great thing is that they now have a new tool a tool that could that is on track for being 100x, 10x to 100x better than municipal debt, where governments issue debt and then tax it back from their citizens out of obligation. The citizens have no no say in the matter, really. And the citizens don't even own municipal debt. Um, so it's like, 
that's just like, it's not great. And so if the community just launched it, their wallet would just start accumulating funds. You know, over the course of time, it becomes a moral and fiduciary duty for a government to claim those funds, right? And the further aha moment, like I just keep having aha moments after aha moments. It's a very simple thing. But the first, like, the even, like if you want to take the aha moment even further, it's that once the government has claimed their ongoing protocol contribution in the form of that 30%, that's, that's the ongoing 30% of what the miners are forwarding, uh, which is on the order, it's going to be on the order, for some cities, it'll be on the order of billions of dollars over a 10-year period. For some cities, it'll be hundreds of millions. For some cities, it'll be just you know, tens or single-digit billions. Um, but the, the further moment was the moment that they claim that, you now have a market, re- you now have a market relationship with the city where it once did not exist. And so you, know, you can imagine sometime in the future, you know, if you're holding Lisbon coin, maybe you're holding a lot of Lisbon coin for Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal, and you want to move there in the future and you want to negotiate your taxes. You say, hey, I'm holding $100,000 with the Lisbon coin on a pro rata basis. This, I'm technically representing um, this percent, like some percentage of the market, which, which, is, which is helping, um, which is helping, I'm helping establish a market that is essentially leading to you, the city of Lisbon, earning more uh, revenue. So you should offset what I'm offsetting on your behalf. What I, you should offset what I'm, what I'm bolstering, like what I'm supporting in my taxes. So say I'm, you can literally do the math and determine that I've offset, I've essentially contributed to $10,000 worth of uh, your revenue just by, my, by me merely holding your coin. So where's my tax break? Maybe you argue for that. Maybe you negotiate for that. If they don't give it to you, maybe you sell this Bitcoin and you buy Miami coin. So this is a whole, this is a fundamental breakthrough. And um, we're really happy to have started in Miami as a community. You know, there's no pre-mine, there's no ICO, there's no issuer. The community, a, a, a community of dozens of people launched this uh, together. So um, it's like a true civic-minded project. And uh, we think we're just getting started. So um, most recently, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter and these days I've, you know, I follow a bunch of personalities on Twitter and not that Twitter's comments are anything to go by. Uh, but I've seen a lot of, you know, folks like um, Eric Wall, which I do respect in some way, of in, some his way analysis, yeah. in, in his analysis of other projects. Uh, so so there are some, I mean, recent comments by him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, just wanted to know your thoughts on yeah. that. Like, is he is he being a... I haven't seen, I haven't seen the comments. So I have no idea what they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically... I think it's not specific to Miami coin, but it's more mm-hmm. on for stacks. And there is, you know, sometimes Bitcoin maxis, they are against any any mm-hmm. kind of uh, smart contract development on top of Bitcoin. <laughs> sure. it, yeah. <laughs> I'm, happy to, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to comment on that generally. Okay. Uh, I'd say, first of all, I really respect people who build stuff in the space. And so I, I don't really follow a whole lot of people who don't build stuff. I don't know right. if Eric's a builder. I don't know if I don't know what Eric, what project Eric's working on, or if he commits code. But mm-hmm. um, 
I'm not following him. It's probably because he's not building something. So I think there are there are uh, Bitcoin centrists who view Bitcoin as the category winner of the internet's money and um, kind of like a foundation for like a new internet and and um, and other uh, other digital assets to exist. And then there are um, closer to Bitcoin maximalists um, who believe there is only one true coin and there shall be not be any other coins. The Bitcoin centrist uh, views innovation on top of Bitcoin, settling on Bitcoin as a net positive for Bitcoin. Um, so there's essentially, a, essentially it's, the argument is if you have more blockchains, more cap tables, more innovation happening on Bitcoin, that makes Bitcoin more valuable. So instead of Bitcoin going to you know, 20 trillion, you might get it to 200 trillion. So it's really, it's really respecting Bitcoin for what it is um, as like a base layer and as like the world, uh, as, as the internet's money. And, and it's not predicting anything that's going to replace the internet's money. It's also not trying to change Bitcoin. But it also says, hey, I have other interests that are not just Bitcoin. I have, I have interest in things that are related to Bitcoin that are built on Bitcoin, that settle on Bitcoin. Um, that could be, you know, if they failed, they could be rebootstrapped again on Bitcoin, you know, because there's a history that's been hashed on the Bitcoin blockchain. And I think these people are very positive, some sort of innovators. They're not intellectual to a fault. They're in, they're, they're, they're open-minded, they're open-minded, but not naive. Right. And mm-hmm. so conversely, the Bitcoin maximalist, um, is akin to like the dry drunk who goes to a party and tells everyone they shouldn't be drinking because they themselves couldn't handle their own liquor. A lot of Bitcoin, a lot of, a a lot of Bitcoin, a lot of Bitcoin maximalists um, have lost money on an altcoin. And so um, they go to Bitcoin uh, as like a a tried and true safe haven to, you know, kind of build like an airtight thesis around, around why Bitcoin will succeed. And the reality is they'll be right. They'll definitely be right. They'll be right that Bitcoin will succeed. Bitcoin will, I, I think Bitcoin's going to 20X from here. And, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's great. Um, but what they're missing out on, they're missing out on the fact that Bitcoin could actually go a lot further and they're, they're potentially slowing down. Um, well, no, they, they, I think they're unaware of, I, I, I think they're aware in some, they're aware in some, in some measure of their own maximalism and and how it is a tribe and all that, uh, and and I, I would even argue they're 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 somewhat essential to the Bitcoin space. Although you can even argue that they're not, but they can essentially function like white blood cells that kind of like um, keep you know keep Bitcoin itself uh, from changing, or like you know they essentially they essentially are like they have a meme allergy to anything that would try to change Bitcoin. And that's totally understandable. I do too. I don't want to change Bitcoin. <laughs> like I'm not trying to change Bitcoin. Um, but what, effectively what they don't believe in is that you should invest in any other thing besides Bitcoin. So don't invest in companies. Don't invest in like, they don't believe in cap tables, essentially. They don't believe in any other blockchains. They don't believe in any other cap tables. And I think when you dig into this, you find that there's a huge hole missing in their thesis, which is essentially they're relying on the whole on the whole world to believe in cap tables and believe in working with each other to get stuff done. For example, they'll fly on planes that are organized by cap tables 
that, it, you know, in those, and whose companies employ employees to operate those planes. So that's a company and, a, and it, it's, it's reliant on organizing around, around the most valuable data structure on the, around the most valuable data structure that exists today, which is cap tables, who owns what in a company. And you can argue blockchain scale cap tables, uh, because instead of having like, you know, let's say you're starting Facebook 2.0 again, this time, you know, people own more of it. You might start it as a blockchain instead of a cap table. That way it's not just like Mark Zuckerberg and a handful of other people who get crazy rich. It's like everyone gets crazy rich. Yeah. And so I think they deeply, deeply underestimate how uh, reliant people are on collaborating and working together. Other things that you might want to see exist in the world besides just Bitcoin succeeding, which it will. You might want to see your governments transformed. It makes sense to do a lot of things with Bitcoin, but a lot of governments are insanely cash-strapped. And, you know, it's a terrible, it's, it's a really, really sort of undereducated, uh, un, under-sophisticated um, sort of um, proposal to say, you know, a city should ask their taxpayers for taxes or more taxes so that the city can put Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Taxpaying citizens should just buy Bitcoin instead. Like, why do, why do they need to give Bitcoin to the government so they can put Bitcoin on the balance sheet? And cities are living hand to mouth. They don't have, you know, they're, they're spending what, whatever they tax, they're spending. They're not, there's not, not like, they're not saving any of, the, any of their money. Like they're trying to get, they're trying to increase revenues because they don't have enough money. So, so yeah, fu- fundamentally, fundamentally, it is safe to ignore Bitcoin maximalists who are, who are single coiners. They're, they're actually closer to no coiners. Um, they're, they're, they're actually very close to no coiners. Um, in, in, in many regards. It's just that they have one coin. You can generally ignore. And, I, and I'll give a proof point for why you can safely reject this. One proof point is that whether we or they like it or not, Ethereum is successful. No amount of wishful thinking will, will do that. No amount of hatred, no amount of vitriol. If you view something as a competitor to you, you got to outcompete them. You can't, you, can't, you can't just convince people to to ignore it. They're not going to ignore it. You can also ignore Ethereum maximalists too, by the way, for, in the same token. I'm not just saying this about Bitcoin maximalists. Um, I think a much more healthy viewpoint is Bitcoin centrism. That's like um, just like way more healthy and also just like way more logical. Coinbase IPO'd at like, like 200 million, 200 billion or something have been inhospitable to Bitcoin. And I think some of that is due to wanted to build their exchange um, and their, and, uh, I'm not, argue, I'm not arguing in favor of uh, Coinbase being uh, nice to Bitcoin uh, or anything like that. Um, Coinbase succeeded. Like, essentially, the lesson from those two things is that you can safely ignore Bitcoin maximalists. You can safely ignore them. Who you should not ignore are people who are building stuff, building useful things that are gaining adoption. I love what's going on in light, on Lightning Network. Patrick, you were talking about how whether people are looking at Bitcoin as a maximalist or at Ethereum as a maximalist, there are people who are building. Those are the people that should probably pay attention to. Yeah, I would say only pay attention to the builders. That 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 that's the good heuristic. I think what happened in 2017 is that 
so many ICOs and so many scams that it was mentally easier to just say, I'm just going to focus on one and I'm going to tune out everything. I think that may have been true for 99%. But as history marches forward, you know, that 1% has some interesting stuff in there and it grows really fast and it grows legs and it grows networks and it grows its own little, own little balkanized country. And those people hold, those people hold their own views and they, they enforce the validity of those views are enforced by the market, but for which they participate in. And I think like, you know, we should be happy that Satoshi brought us markets Satoshi brought us markets that made their way into computer networks and will make their way out into physical networks. And it's going to, you know, markets are going to eat everything. Markets are going to eat governments. Markets are going to eat lending. Markets are going to eat real estate. Markets are going to eat uh, art. Markets are going to eat money. It's going to eat everything. My advice is like, my advice is, is the following, like, Bitcoin clearly seems like a category winner of money. It could also be a base layer for a new internet. Do your own research, appeal to your own authority. Don't outsource your thinking. Uh, don't outsource your thinking to, um, to absolutists ever. Um, because um, one, you're not appealing to your own authority. You're not, you're not, um, you're not listening. You're not using your own brain, essentially. You, 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 the, 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 moment you, the moment you outsource your thinking to absolutists, You've essentially uh, joined a new religion, and um, and and everything that comes with that. You know, I I agree with you there. Sometimes I feel like people get mad, uh, uh, and but yet they remain ignorant uh, of like when they when they're arguing from ignorance about mm -hmm. certain projects and all that. I've seen that quite a lot, so I'll consider myself a centrist too. <laughs> so those are great yeah. points. So. In my opinion, the biggest problem on a global thesis is the obsession with greed and what it's done to break down our institutions. And my question to you, Patrick, is what does community mean to you? You mentioned you were thinking about democracy and game theory. And how can CityCoin empower potentially direct democracy, as opposed to, as you mentioned, the representatives, mm -hmm. and when they go off key, maybe I'll move my capital elsewhere. I, there, there's a whole lot to unpack there. First being, yes. the first being, be careful what you wish for with direct democracy, because if people had real, the ability to real-time vote, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it shouldn't be a thing. I'm just saying, imagine you had direct democracy on uh, whether we should fire nukes and like send nukes to different countries and people could just vote on it with a like on Twitter. That would give me anxiety personally. And when you, you asked the question about community and like you know, how we're reorganizing ourselves, there's a ton of different points. I mean, one is like communities have values before kind of like before crypto, before markets, uh, communities, like communities, it would be natural for communities to virtue signal their values, right? So you might, you know, say what type of belief you have uh, to confirm your in-group, or you might do a certain ritual to show that you're part of your in-group. You know, different religions have this, like you can't can't eat pork, or you must fast on certain days, or you must you must do X, Y, Z. Uh, and these are things that come at a cost, but uh, you know they 
they're what define whether you're in a community or not. And um, they also, essentially, they require some skin in the game, I guess. One thing I think it's awesome about markets and like is that you can not just virtue signal, but you can also now value signal. And uh, everyone can have a shared interest in furthering their, um, their cause, essentially further the agenda. Or if you want to terraform Mars, maybe you create Mars coin. Or if you really just love Miami, maybe you hold some Miami coin, you show you're committed to the city and have, have a real impact. I think it's a, a really, a really great uh, and, and straightforward and sort of like um, unfalsifiable way to measure an interest, uh, an interest in something and measure progress of a group. You know, it used to be the phrase, um, oh, the, the phrase would be like big if true. So you say like, you know, um, it turns out uh, XYZ is a Nazi or a communist. It's like, oh, big if true. Uh, that's a really random example, but like, uh, the, the converse of that is true. If big, let's say, let's say, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just saying like, um, let's say you had a black lives matter coin and the coin value was like, was like really low. The market would be essentially asking the question like, okay, do people believe in this? If so, why not put skin in the game? Why not put your money where your mouth is? And, or it might be huge. And it's like, whoa, people really believe this. So it's true. Um, because the mark in a certain sense, because the market is signaling that it's true. But yeah, I think, I think essentially market, you know, Mark Andreessen had this quote back in, I don't know, it was like 2008 or something. I might be completely wrong in the year, but software is eating the world. And that quote really stuck around It gained it gained currency. <laughs> and essentially what it meant was Netflix is going to like disrupt Hollywood. And, you know, Khan Academy, Udemy, Lambda School is going to disrupt legacy education. Um, Spotify is going to disrupt, you know, the music industry. Essentially, software is going to eat everything. It hasn't eaten government yet, interestingly. Uh, but I think that's actually the job of markets. And um, the corollary to software is eating the world. Well, not even the corollary, but more so since the invention of Bitcoin, I think the new phrase should actually be markets are eating the world. So we're seeing like NFTs eat them, eat and expand the mark, the the art space. You're seeing Bitcoin. Bitcoin broke gold, by the way. Gold hasn't moved in 10 years. Bitcoin literally broke gold. So markets ate money, store value. And I think that path will continue over the next few decades. When I look at Citicoin and its potentiality, I just wonder, what's your ultimate vision? Yeah, so I think um, one, like, good point. It's like, uh, ask not what your Citicoin can do for you. Ask what you can do for your Citicoin. <laughs> and... <laughs> My kind of vision sort of, uh, it's crazy. People come in and they're like, we need marketing. It's like, <laughs> like literally the Washington Post just had City Coins, Mining Coin as like their cover story. So like, um, you know, we're on, we're on CNBC, yada, yada. The thing is like, there's no pre-mine, there's no ICO, like everyone's a community member. So there's no like, there's no like team. There's no core dev. There's no like core team. It's just like, we're all pitching in and we're all, we're all learning to stop asking for permission and just go do, do it, you know? we're going to build a city with our values. Our values are this, 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 and this. And um, the funds from our city coin that doesn't exist yet will fund infrastructure, you know, tunnels, bridges, courthouse, all that kind of stuff. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for coming on this show. Uh, I wish you the best and 
uh, would love to see more cities added to city coin in the future and hopefully you guys will come to india as well thank you definitely oh my god i want to go to india so badly bangalore mumbai like india is like one of the most high potential countries that is that where the potential has not been fully unlocked yet Well, thanks guys and and uh wishing you guys wishing you both all the best as well. Take care.